Hello, my pleasure seekers, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited for this interview. I know a lot of you have been requesting to hear a male side of the dating world, and there isn't anyone better than I could think of as Isaac. So I have Isaac on today's show. Hi, Isaac. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Man, I'm I'm winning, Lucy. I'm winning. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. So for all the listeners, who is Isaac? We want to hear all about you, honey. I mean, in short, my name's, you know, Isaac. We have a company called the, uh, the Wolfpack. We mentor men, women too, just to become at the next level alpha individuals. I have businesses, real estate, but I really started from a rough, rough place, really from the bottom, from the gutter. And I'm I'm ready to fucking kick this off because we started talking before the, and I know we're going to have some cool banter today. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited. So, right. You're so open about your past. The show's always normally around like where you started out and how you got to where you are now. But I want to okay. hear about how you built your confidence in the dating world, because I know you're very open about your relationships as a single father and all the kind of sort of like sexual tendencies and preferences that you have. So start off for where you came from and then yeah we can take it from there i'm sorry you got that off what did you oh okay um so i was saying uh what was i saying so i want to hear all about from where you've come from where you start off and why you educate men to be better versions of them particularly in the dating side of things because i know you're very honest about your dating life and being a single father and all those things mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, it really depends, right? I have guys that come into my program and they're like, hey, I want to get more girls, et cetera. And I really tell them, hey, this isn't the time for you at all to be with more females. Mm. And there's guys that are super successful, have a bunch of money, but they're fat as fuck and they get no girls. So it, it's really a case by case. I, I believe that men have a time and place when they should be really spending a lot of time reaching out and trying to get females. Because here's the fact, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, you got no paper. You got no confidence. You barely fucked a few times. You're never going to get that beautiful 10. When you're older, you're in your 30s, late 20s, that's when a guy's in his prime, he can really get the girl that he wants. So I gauge guys. Sometimes they join my program. They think they're going to get a lot of advice with women. I tell him, bro, you ain't ready to have a female. You broke. You got male titties. Like, what's up? What, what can you possibly give a girl right now? You know what I mean? So it, it's really a case by case, Lucy. And so where did you start off then? Say you were 19 years old. Where was Isaac at 19? Isaac was fucked up at 19. <laughs> okay. Isaac was the complete opposite of where I am today at 19. 19... Man, I was partly living in motels, partly living in the streets, working a little bit with the mafia. Shit was weird, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no directions. It was a lot of addictions from sex to drugs. Uh, honestly, I didn't have no, no, no problem pulling females. I was sleeping on the floor and I had no problems, you know. Um, I guess that's an internal thing. 19 is a funny age. For me, it's just I really took it all out of anger, you know. And you mentioned, like, obviously you had a sex addiction, which I don't think a lot of people talk about. So thank oh, you wow. for sharing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're all right for talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely had a sex addiction, like, for sure. Absolutely. How, how do you break that? Because that's like a necessity in life, right? 
there's there's necessity and there's like when sex becomes like your absolute most important thing mm -hmm. like if you don't fuck every day you need to fucking watch some porn or get a prostitute or something like that you have like three four girlfriends at once all the time and they're cool with it because you're hitting it you know uh but it's very depressing it's a dark fucking addiction because you're always in the need of somebody else it's Kind of like last year, I made a big turn. My my addictions was really about money and the cars and showing that like, hey, I made it. And I realized that's that's not happiness, man. Happiness is when like you get everything internally. You get your love internally. You get your satisfaction internally. You get your, your everything in here. The rest is a fucking bonus. So that's really how I broke it. I'm like, I got to look for here for my inner peace. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, that's quite intimidating for a lot of people, though, right? To stop and walk away from that. Like, was there a turning point where you were like, shit, I need to sort this out? Yeah, yeah. Listen, when you got when you have an addiction, you you know every single day that you have to sort this out. Yeah. You know, if you've ever done cocaine, you know, damn straight every single morning after you're like, yo, I got to stop. Mm -hmm. What happens every time you party the next morning? What are the first words? I'll never drink again. Mm -hmm. It's the same shit with sex addiction and any other addiction. You know, you're just not listening to your, to your inner self, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned, obviously, it then transferred to like money, cars and everything. Why, when did you realize that that was also you just transferring onto something else? Not too long ago, man, maybe a year ago, uh, even a little less. I'm at the club, you know, I think I worked that year, maybe five months. I was always on a plane, mm -hmm. partying, whatever. I think I was at a club, coke the fuck out, bottles, models, you, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I look around, I'm like, this don't feel right. It's just, I'll tell you what it is. Everybody has like this inner voice that tells you, yo, you a little fat. Time mm -hmm. to work out. Yo, you're being kind of fucking lazy. You wake up early. Yo, you're not, you're not doing it's a, it's a little voice. And that voice kind of gets louder and louder and fucking louder and louder until it, it, it irritates you. And you try to subdue it with more drugs and more sex and more alcohol. And at one point you're like, I got to listen to this because if not, shit's going to get real bad. And I had that moment at the club. I'm literally champagne deep, eight ball in, fucking surrounded by the most beautiful women. I must have been in Miami. And I'm like, this is empty as fuck. I need to stop. Man, that, that's, I got blessed with that moment. And then what did you do? Like, what is the first steps that you take to get out of that? I made a decision. <laughs> I let, yo, first step I did is I made a decision. And I said, I would start at that date. And I gave myself a date. And I started drawing back. Little by little, I seeked out a mentor. Mm -hmm. I paid him 20 grand. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, you're going to help me get out of this shit. Paid him 20K. Boom. Mm -hmm. I devised the plan. And I executed the, the number one thing that I teach in the Wolfpack is keep your word. So no matter where I've been in the world, 
at the very bottom or at the very high top, the one reputation that I have is I always keep my word. Always. And the number one place you need to keep your word with and who is yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't stand motherfuckers that are always like, yo, I'm on time at work. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. And then you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up on time and you can't fucking listen to yourself, you little bitch. Trust me crazy. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta keep your word. So I, that's, that's how it started. I made a plan. I kept my word. And the rest was just a fucking blessing. And did you find it easy to like with a plan and with accountability to keep going? Or did you hit any times where you were like, I can't do this. I just want to go back to my old ways. All the time, man. Yeah. All the time. You've been on the diet. You have a beautiful body, Lucy. Hey, all the time you want to fucking eat some shit. Mm. You look at beautiful ass pizza. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love pizza, man. I love chocolate. I love the bullshit. But you got to keep holding your word. It's not like you kill your demons. It's more like you keep your fucking heel on their neck. And you just got to keep it there as long as you fucking can till you die. The moment you, re- you remove that heel, the enemy comes back. It's just what it is. And so do you feel like right now you you feel confident that you've got it together like or do you feel that addiction has gone on somewhere else in your life i don't think since you can't kill an addiction it's yeah. more like an enemy mm-hmm. that's always at bay you can't keep your eye off it i totally get that yeah yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah. it doesn't mean you can't enjoy life you know what i'm saying like i love beautiful women 100 percent I love going on beautiful dates, 100%. It's just more tame now. When you say tame, though, what do you mean by tame? It used to be like if I didn't fuck every day, I'd feel really shitty. Yeah. Now it's like, unless I have like a really cool connection with the female, I ain't fucking. I could literally go on a date these days, drop her off, no kiss, no nothing, no problem. And that, that, that was impossible for me back in the day. I had to hit do you still find then that you coach guys that are in that position? Because what you're sharing with me, I'm like, I don't, I don't know any guys like that that need what to fuck day. But I'm imagining I probably do. They're just probably not telling me. But is that quite a common thing that you find that you're you come across with the guys that you're coaching and you work with? Nah, nah. I mean, I'm really <laughs> like an. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> nah, none of them are having sex. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's why, like, even when I, I'll coach, like, rap stars or super, they'll talk to me about their sex life. I'm like, bro, I got you. No problem. Most guys, they're cool with fucking twice a week, and they're fine. So that's why I can coach most men when it comes to vices. Because you want to talk about the drug life? I've done more coke than Scarface. You want to talk about sex life? You call me Hugh Hefner. Like, I've done it. You want to tell me, yo, I want to go to the club? Bro, I've popped more bottles than Jay-Z. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, no, most guys weren't at my fucking level, which makes it really easy to talk to people. That's Is that, like, your superpower then? Because how do you come from someone at 19 that hit, like, a really low point to being where you are now? Obviously, you've had addictions, but, like, there must have been other things that you went through to get you to where you are now. 
there was so much Lucy. Like it was crazy. My dad's an abusive motherfucker. I lived on the streets. At one point, I was skipping meals and eating ketchup packets because I didn't have I needed carbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was she was crazy. I worked for for like illegal things for a minute, got incarcerated just for a little bit. It didn't stop. I did always make sure that I was disciplined, woke up early. Mm-hmm. I always made sure that I worked hard, whatever I did. And I made sure I learned every motherfucking day. Like there's no subject on this planet, Lucy, that I can sit with a doctor, a politician, a basket, doesn't matter. There's nobody I can't sit with. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm smart as shit. Because I, I think a man needs to be the whole package. A hundred percent. And I think being smart is actually something a lot of men like overlook. I think they think they just need to look a certain way. But for me, if I'm talking to a guy and there's nothing upstairs, i.e. in his brain, I'm not, I'm not interested. But I don't think a lot of guys realize that. Dude, most guys are fucking dumb. Well, yeah. Girls too, man. I agree with that. Girls too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. For, for years, I was so into like the beautiful girls. You know, as long as like your hair looked good, you had your makeup thing going on. You know, I'd send you some money for the outfits. You, look, you know, I, that did it for me. Today, I need banter. I need somebody smart, that's sharp, that knows a little bit about life. You know what I mean? I think it's more sexy. And what I find, the guys that I've dated before, this is my stuff, is that a lot of guys don't like women that have their own careers. They have their own independence, their own finances. How do you feel about that as like an alpha male, in your words, with being with a woman that has her own successes and independence? I love a girl with her own successes. I love that shit. Absolutely. I think you should. Why not? I think guys are really fucking insecure. Mm. They're very fucking afraid that the girl will not be her or what she needs him to be because she has her own money and doesn't need him. Listen, man, I I think you got to be there for your girl. Like you got to help her fucking grow. If you're just going to be a shadow and suppress her, you're being a fucking piece of shit. You go fuck yourself. Like that, that was my dad. My mother would always try to grow and he would push her down and push her down till at age 50, she blew up, finally grew some courage uh, and got divorced, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's most homes. Yeah. Yeah. But watch this though. I do feel though, like when girls do get a lot of success, they don't act the same way as a man does when he gets success. Here's what I mean. A guy starts becoming really successful. First thing he wants is a girl. Mm. The moment a girl starts getting a lot of success, she either wants to be INDP, independent, or she's looking now for even a higher class guy. Mm -hmm. So a guy can go super high in levels he will always bring his chick with him. A girl goes high in level. The moment she surpasses her man, divorce, she looks for another motherfucker. I don't believe that. I actually disagree with that. Are you? No. Yeah. Okay, tell, tell me your thoughts. 
I feel like some girls, some women that do really well, like a man that wants to stay at home and maybe like look after their kids, like use that to their advantage. Say that one more time. <laughs> I know some women who are successful and they like their man to stay at home and look after the kids, for example. Why would a man want to stay at home and, and look after the kids? Because it's a family thing. I mean, yeah, I'm no. saying, personally for me, I would want that, but I do know people that do that. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The girl that has her man watching the kids is fucking <laughs> that guy in the ass at night. <laughs> that girl is not coming without a dildo. That's 100%. <laughs> Listen, whether you like it or not, in bed, a woman likes to be dominated. 100%. 100%. She likes yeah. that face in her pillow, spit in her mouth, fucking eye on your ass. <clears throat> but if the guy's at home with a little fucking apron, <laughs> honey, how was your day at work? You Dude, ready to ready. fuck me in the ass now? <laughs> I shaved, baby. <laughs> nah, man, those girls ain't happy. You know they ain't happy. Does that even sound sexy to you? So what does your husband do? He he watches the kids. He watches the kids. I just know it works for some families. It it's don't not... work. She, she's got a side piece. But what if she doesn't know? What if she doesn't have enough time for a side piece, right? Bro, <laughs> she might not. But she'll either get divorced and at the time she's going to get, she's going to want it to get fucked. She's going to find the side piece. It's there. So for you then, would you, do you believe in being with one person or do you believe in having multiple women? I don't know yet. Yeah. You know, there's been relationships like my last one. I'm like, honey, this is going to be a, a shared thing, mm. you know? And she was cool with it. I'm like, I'm going to be your rock. I'm going to take care of you. There's a credit card. You need somebody to cry for, cry to protection. I got you. I'm your guy. You always come back home. You're the only one I'm sleeping with. I am your everything in your world. But once in a while, I want to eat something else. And I'll just fucking come back home. She was like, cool. One side. I've had another relationship where I was so infatuated with this female. The thought of another girl, it was impossible. Impossible. So case by case, what, what about you? Yes. I went through a phase during lockdown of being yeah, in open relationships and right. I learned, I talked quite openly about this before, but I learned communication skills were so much better in open relationships because you kind of have to say where it is. Like, hey, I'm hanging with so-and-so tonight or I'm going away. I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Like, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. I don't like having to tell a man that I'm his main woman. This doesn't work for me. I shouldn't have yeah, no. So Oh, I'm no, no, no. Hell no. For me, that's a hell no. Yeah, I'm I, a can, I can have other girls. You can't have other guys. No, that's not my thing. I would be like, yeah. hell no. If, hell if that's my chick, that's my pussy. But then why does it work one way and not the other way? It, it's just, I don't know. It's a man thing. But then, so you would obviously have to date a woman, like the one that you just dated that was open with it and happy for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's 4 billion women in the world. I'm cool with it. And there's only a few one percenters. True. And it goes the I'm same. Part, I'm part of that one percent. I get to make the rules. 
So what would you have done in a situation if she turned around and was like, I want to start having an open, I want to start being with another man as well? If my girl told me I want to be with another guy, sweetheart, here's the bags, here's the door. <laughs> Hasta la vista. It was such a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> Ciao. Like yeah. that quick, that quick. So do you trust women? Yeah. Yeah. Something, something. Yeah. If what's I'm in a relationship with you, it's because I feel like I can trust you. And what does that feel like for you? That you're not going to cheat. Yeah. But it does mean I set some fucking boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, what? hey, if I'm investing into you emotionally, financially, physically, mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of what's mine. You know what I mean? And then when you set boundaries, what kind of examples are they being overstepped for you? Uh, what do you mean? Like you said you set boundaries with your woman who you're dating. What do they look like for you? <laughs> like, like, for example, a chick that I'm dating is never going to go to the club without me. Ever. Okay. There's, there's no girls trips by yourself. Ain't going to happen. Really? Not a chance. Why? You didn't trust? Have you been on a girl's trip? Yes. Okay. What happens on a girl's trip? Stays on a girl's trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I'm happens in a girl's out. trip? Stays <laughs> on a girl's trip. I'm winding you up. Exactly. That was so easy. <laughs> no, but it's a fact. No. It's a fact. Look, watch this. If I'm dating a girl, of course, because it's me, she's going to be really fucking hot. She goes on a girl's trip. All her friends are probably going to be fucking hot too. Girl, hot girls getting drunk in Cabo, get invited with with guys with yachts. Because that's what I would do. If I'm in Cabo, I got a boat. I'm going to invite some beautiful females. I'm not going to say, hey, what's your relationship status? I ain't going to fuck. Yeah. I'll talk to your boyfriend. I don't care. You're in Cabo. Would you not be okay if your woman was talking to another guy? Like, purely just talking, nothing else? Like, face-to-face? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's cool. Like, texting? Yeah, that's a hell no. DMs? That's a hell no. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, face-to-face. Say they're on a girl's trip, and they're, there, they're on a yacht, and they're talking to a guy. Like that. Yeah, My girl would never be on another guy's yacht without me there. Or what if she let you know? <laughs> I'll tell her, sweetheart, no problem. I'm not the type to raise my voice. I believe in abundance, you know? If it's not you, it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. If my girl calls me, she tells me, baby, I'm going on a yacht with a bunch of guys in Cabo. Baby, have fun. But just know that that means that you're stepping over the boundary. I love you, and I release you with love. And I just hang up. Have you had that before? No. 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 Because <laughs> I make it clear. I make it clear. I'm super like upfront, man. Yeah. But I think in the end of the day, a lot of people aren't upfront, right? That goes back to your point around saying what you're gonna do. Okay, so that's so true. Guys will be like, Yeah, I'm not jealous, I'm not possessive, date the girl and then be possessive as fuck. Exactly. I tell a girl up front, I'm possessive as shit. You're my queen, I'm gonna take care of you. A to Z. I'm also super busy. So like, you're not going to be talking to me all day. So like, you're going to do what the fuck you want. But ain't no way you're going to be hanging out with a bunch of dudes getting drunk. There's just no way. 
So when you say you're possessive, then what, what do you mean by possessive? What does that look like? I guess that's a strong adjective. Yeah. I just What's mine is mine. That's it. So for you then, like where you are now in your life, you speak very openly about like ejaculation retention. <laughs> I know you're talking ejaculation about ejaculation retention. Okay. And a lot, a lot of people, I come across a lot of people, pardon the pun, come across a lot of people that talk about it. So yeah. what is your kind of view on that? Like, do you think it works? Do you think it doesn't? Okay. I'm going to tell you the way it works because I've studied a lot of Tantra. I've studied yeah. a lot of like, uh, you know, how to hold the, the semen and bring it up to your mind and do some yeah. crazy shit during sex. Uh-huh. I've tried the ejaculation retention. I swear to God, Lucy, I wanted to kill somebody. Why? Because as a man, you got testosterone. Yeah. And if you don't release that shit, you're going to kill a motherfucker. Well, look at Conor McGregor. Did you see that when he didn't see his wife for the final fight on Netflix? Exactly. And the I used to box. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I used to box. I'm a fighter. Yeah. Before a fight, you hold all that shit. You do not come before a fight. That way you release it. So but then why, see, I've studied quite a lot of Tantra as well, which is one of the reasons why my, where my podcast came from. How many my, times a week do you think you masturbate? I've done, I've been on like, uh, like a good few months where I actually haven't. So I can like channel my energy into my podcast. And you my haven't podcast. masturbated in a few months? Oh yeah, no, I did this morning. But I mean- This I, morning, okay. Oh, yeah, before I've done it where I haven't for like a few months. So like channel it into my business. But when a girl's ovulating, it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, you're dripping. Literally. Yeah. And so when I have, though, I have been far more productive in like my work and my social life. I've had a like, but my energy levels dip. If I have masturbated that day, my energy will be lower for the rest of the day. Because I've released that energy. If I hold it in until the evening, different story, more energy. Same, same. If I jack off in the morning, I'm going to be super mellow that day. Yeah. But if I jack off right before bed or I fuck right before bed, mm, sex is different though. Different, yeah. Right? Like if you fuck in the morning, I have a great day. See, guys love a morning session. For me, I'm like 10, 11 o'clock. I want to have done my workout. I want to have my breakfast. Then I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I, wake up, I wake up at four. So it's like 100%. But if you're up... And it's a vibe, that'd be dope. After workout sex, awesome. Yes, after workout sex is the best. Right? So, Why is it like so that? Because I feel like because you're hot and sweaty, you've got all the endorphins, you're like, right, there's one other thing I just got to do to feel even better right now. Fact. Yeah, you're sweaty, yeah. endorphins, hormones, let's fuck. Yeah. Like all the sexual tension I find when you're at the gym with other people as well with like trainers, just other people. There's like, I feel there's always sexual. See, my girl will never have a guy trainer ever. Really? Hell no, bro. You guys live in a crazy ass world. Why would my girl do squats with some buff motherfucker? But what if the trainer has a girlfriend? What if the, what if he's married? First of all, most guys cheat. You think? Actually, all guys cheat. Mm, you knew yeah. me, I mean, I've cheated only one time in my life and I'm 32, but yo, ain't no way some buff motherfucker is going to help my chick with some leg squats. Ain't going to happen. 
what no like but when you say cheat do you mean physically because there's emotional cheating there's so many different ways of cheating bro my my, my life is going lol 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 <laughs> hey, listen i'll tell you what it is i'll tell you what it is a man we can fuck right we can just fuck get over with it never think about it a girl she cheats after the seed of emotion has fucking grown a little bit mm-hmm. yeah why do you think Shaq's wife fucked the trainer Shaq's busy he's building an empire he's focused he's getting rings championship rings endorsement deals the girl doesn't get as much attention because she's with fucking Shaq a fucking god of business and sports who's there for Shaq's wife her trainer Little Pedro motherfucker that's broke as shit. Yeah, baby, it's not right that he's treating you that way. Absolutely, you're right. He should pay more attention. If only he realized how much you're worth. Of course they're going to fuck. Of course. That's why you set the boundaries. It's the same. You put a hot-ass assistant Hmm. with your girl with your guy, you don't think he's going to fuck her at one point? Maybe not the first year. Maybe not the second year. Third year? The first time you guys have a fight? Watch this. I went on a date uh, three weeks ago. And she was talking about, I have a friend that's a guy. Uh, but we would never fuck. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, yeah, totally. I said, call him right now. She goes, what? We're in the middle of the day. Lucy, we're in the middle of the day. I said, call him right now. Tell him, you know what? You've grown feelings for him over the last five years. And you just want to fuck. She turned like pale. And it's a black female. She turned pale. She's like, nah. I'm like, why? She goes, because he's going to say yes. Of course. Have a trainer squat my girl are you crazy lucy (laughs) no so (laughs) so wait wait you said you've cheated once are you like do you know why you did that like what kind of happened there why i cheated yeah it was we literally went like this and we stayed in the relationship Mm. and it was the same thing i was working with somebody for a while this was after I got married so like divorce got in a relationship and then the relationship after that um I was just working with this client she was fine as fuck and just got in a fight with girlfriend went to take client on a date boom cheated and did you yeah like what did you do afterwards I broke up with the girl right away I told her I said, hey, listen, sweetheart, uh, I did something bad. Literally that night. That night. She goes, what'd you do? I'm like, well, I fucked so-and-so like 30 minutes ago. I, I can't stand lying. It's, it's, I, it, it fucks me up inside. I hate carrying things. I'd rather just say it. You know what I mean? Do you think then you would ever cheat again? No. Because that was the most disgusting feeling I've ever had in the world. And I was like 20. 26 and i've been in many relationships now i just either break it up or i'm super open 
So do you think then if a woman did the same thing to you, turned around that she admitted she just cheated on you? Yeah. That you would obviously just react the same way. That would be, it'd be over. Or if you, a girl cheated on me, it's beyond over. Would you, you wouldn't work on it? Because I've had people on the show before that have worked on after infidelity in their relationships. And it's been like the best. No. It's no. the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Let me, let me tell you something. I had a relationship, my last serious one. It's a funny story. We went on three dates. The third date, I told her to go exclusive with me. I don't know her last name. I don't know her family, nothing. It's literally a brand new person. Just got a feeling I loved her. I didn't know she just got out of a seven-month relationship with a guy. So we're dating after three days. Day seven, she cheats on me. She comes back. And I. this is the time I broke my rule. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even know this girl. I know her for a week. It's not even serious. That I said, baby, no problem. It's cool. It was, it was, it was a disaster. Really? Why? It was a disaster. Because there's always like a lack of trust and anger and resent. You know, this world already is pretty complicated. Mm -hmm. You got to work on business, deals, manufacturers, buyers, sellers, competition, motherfuckers all day. You want your girl to be your piece. Yeah. So that guy that you told me that worked on his relationship, he ain't at peace. Every time she doesn't answer her phone, he's thinking. Who's backing that ass up? Because it ain't me. That's a fucked up life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love your honesty. Okay, so if anyone's listening to you right now and they're like, I want to work with you or I need help or they know a mate that's like got man boobs, basically, in your language, what would you suggest they do? Like, where do they, how do they reach out to you? How do they learn to work with you? How can you turn their life around? Literally, they send me a DM. I am always on Instagram. I start my day anywhere between 3 and 4 a.m. And I I work till midnight. Send me a DM. Usually, just send me the word wolf. Okay. And we'll get right into conversation. Why is it called Wolfpack? Dude, I don't even know. I've been called the wolf for so long in so many different industries. (laughs) So I really wanted... A community of badass motherfuckers, men and women. Too many sheeps, too many cupcake, weak-ass motherfuckers in this world. I wanted a place for me that I can come every week and network and talk because we're all in that same, you know, top-tier mindset. I I tell no to people all the time that want to join because they're weak as fuck. I don't need your money. I have a construction company. I have real estate. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, thank God. You know, the wolf pack's my shit. It's like from my heart. If you're not a top tier or at least ballsy motherfucker, man or female, I don't want it. That's why it's the wolf pack. It's not the cat pack, you know? It's not the pussy pack. <laughs> it's not the pussy pack. Hell no. What makes a wolf fan? What You said they're tough, like top tier. What else? It doesn't have to be tough because a lot of people that join the wolf pack, you know, they, they're broken or they're, it's that hunger for more 
and the willingness to do whatever it takes. I got a guy, I just posted his testimonial yesterday. His name is Joe. Super rich, but was overweight. He was wearing glasses, had a beard, the whole thing. Look at his before and after. Now he's rocking the G-Wagon. Confident, chest up, shirt, fashion. He listened. He was ambitious. I told him what to do. Changed his life around 90 days. He's a fucking celebrity now. And so. how do you maintain that though? Like how do you, do they stay accountable to you in the long run? Because 90 days is great, but we all know things can dip. You can go back to your old ways. Most clients stay longer than 90 days, man. Mm. We, so what we do is we have the one-on-one coaching. We have group coaching. And then once a week, we meet on Sundays for accountability. And the whole wolf pack gets together. We check up on each other. We talk, set goals, and we stay in touch. That's the whole thing about energy and mentors. Why do I pay my coach 20K? I'm going to my coach's house in uh, San Diego tomorrow. I paid him $10,000 to spend two days with him. Why? Because I want to stay in touch with that energy source. So my members meet every week so we can stay in touch with each other and keep the results. And what, do you, what do you do then when you're around some, I totally get it. I was in LA last year and I spent 15 grand. Yeah. For three days with one of my mentors. Oh. And what do you do when you come across someone that doesn't feel good energetic wise? That's like a vampire. Like how do you, cause a lot of people don't know how to have boundaries with things like that. Oh, I cut motherfuckers off so fast, Lucy, is crazy. I will tell you, I cut right now, specifically as we speak, I got my whole family blocked, except for like two people. Because they all got into like this religion thing, and they're all super religious. So they're all blocked until they can calm their fucking tits down and can just learn to respect it. Like, I don't fuck with energy vampires because mm -hmm. that's a real thing it sounds it funny but it's real. no i know if somebody's taking you down energetically you gotta first you warn them you know hey buddy you're bringing me down i need you to chill that shit out i'm winning over here i'm winning you're fucking up my, my swag second not block no warning i just block so, well, that is like how do, when you communicate that to people I find that triggers people so much because often that is obviously the truth um yeah. do you find people try and make a change with you and they're like right fuck it I, I want to become you know I want to change what you feel and it's just kind of like it's a no it's a qualification out I'm not interested what do you mean I don't understand so for me if I have this conversation with people which I have done a lot recently either they'll be like I want to make a change or they'll just project it on me and it's just a horrible situation do you find that happens often with you or that already it's made up in your mind that you're going to just block them and remove them like for like are we talking about prospects or are we talking about um uh, like friends friends friendships oh oh all right so yeah. first and foremost so yeah. first and foremost you never give people advice mm. unless they ask and actually, even when people ask for advice, they don't even want it. I agree. Yeah. Like every time you've given somebody advice, most of the time, they just throw up at you and they, it's usually resentment. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't give people advice unless they like they beg for it. I stay in my own fucking lane. But if it's a close friend, if it's somebody that I see every day, it's going to run something like, hey, Lucy, um, 
Lately, you've been negative as fuck. You, I need you to keep that shit on check. Or, or else I can't talk to you. I'm working way too hard. Like when I when I stopped the drugs and the cocaine, or like, <laughs> you know, I, I'd have the booty calls at fucking three in the morning. Chicks hit me up. Hey, what's up? I hit him up. Hey, sweetheart, I love you. Hey, bro, I love you. I don't do that no more. Don't ever send me that shit again. Hmm. You got to be stern, man. You got to be ruthless. It's your life. Yeah, I totally get it. I think women find that more challenging than men, though, in certain situations. Why? Because I think a lot of women feel they need to be people-pleasing and that they need to, like, stay in the pack. Whereas I think men can be, like, just stick to their goals and be like, no, I'm not interested. That's a mindset thing. Mm. That's a mindset. We live in 2023, a woman can do just as much as a man. Oh, no, I totally agree with that. I think, like, women struggle in, like, groups of females, traditionally, with saying yeah. those kind of things and sticking to them. You know, that's true. I was talking to my friend last night, and she said something similar. Mm-hmm. But who gives a fuck? Yeah. That's I- a barrier you're going to have to break. Because let's be honest, girls are even bigger bitches than guys. Can be. Y'all fuck each other over over a guy like this. No, I do not agree with that. Oh, what all day? Actually, no. You don't think you don't think bro code is stronger than girl code? No. That's interesting. Maybe that's the women I'm surrounded by, but uh, no way. Like that's a no go zone. I like that. I like that. Okay, cool. So I always felt like girls would would I don't know they would easily jump, and just to get the better guy gross no nice no way maybe okay. that's it's just different people surrounded by different people right but no way i don't know it's anyway. just different people i like that yeah oh, thank you so much for joining i could chat to you all day <laughs> my pleasure yeah this was fun man good way for me to start the morning too yeah i mean it's kind of probably like five hours into your morning for someone that gets up at 4 a.m so um yeah I love it. This was dope. Thank you so much for joining today. It was an absolute pleasure. And for anyone who wants to hear more from Isaac, they can slide into his DMs and type a cheeky little wolf in there. And yeah, thanks so much for joining today, honey. It was a pleasure to meet you. My pleasure. <laughs>